Come on. Strong, the powerful Sarah Potter has returned to Money Savage. Welcome back, Sarah. Hi, thank you. Yeah, excited to have you back on. Sarah is the president at You Can Trade. They are a subsidiary of TradeStation Group. Again, I'm excited to have you back on. Sarah, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. So I am a trader at heart on a mission here to help people feel empowered with appropriate education and the opportunity to understand that trading is a skill that I think anyone can learn as long as you treat it that way, like it's learning a new skill. So I am president of a company called You Can Trade, um, and I am uh, actually also the chief education officer in TradeStation Group. So You Can Trade is one of the subsidiaries. But what's most important is what we are building out at You Can Trade is something I'm really proud of, which is a community, a community for people to come to, to interact with each other to be able to consume free and premium content, to be able to watch actual people trading with their real money, to be able to receive text trade alerts. Like I think we're really changing. We're making a big mark here, a dent in the industry in a place that we want to open things up and allow people to connect and learn whether they want to do that together on their own in all sorts of different learning modes. I love it. Well, we certainly talk a lot about community on on the show, and I, I know how important that is. And I'm also a huge proponent of self-determination theory, and that talks about what people really need in order to be successful and feel like they're getting everything that they want out of their lives. And that's a, a big part of that is, is is having mastery, so being able to learn about it. A big part of that is um, is having access to that community, so feeling like 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 you have that 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 relatedness, and then. Um, and then also having the autonomy to, to to be able to make those choices. So I just love how y'all have structured um, how you're helping people to actually get into trading. So that's really what I was hoping to talk about today is is actually can anybody do this? Yeah, and you know what? It's something that it's so interesting because much of what the media portrays trading as I would say isn't really what trading really is, you know, like certainly there are people out there who, you know, would be managing those larger funds and, and there's a place in the world of trading for them. But we don't often talk about what happens if you're just a person that has some money that wants to trade for themselves. And so first off, I would start off the conversation by saying there's still risk in trading. And I wouldn't suggest that anybody takes all of their money and puts it in one stock and says, well, geez, I really hope this works, right? That's gambling. That's not trading. So I think it's really important that people understand that, you know, you want to build this in, you know, still being diversified is important. Learning how to gather evidence is important and learning how to manage a little bit of money at the beginning is a is a great way to do it. But I am I truly believe that everybody can do this, whether you want to just set some goals for yourself to say, you know, I just I'm going to have some money with somebody else that's going to help manage my money or I'm going to put some money in some stocks or I'm going to buy some houses, but I'm also just going to take a little bit of money and I'm going to trade. I think anybody can do it. You don't have to be a full-time trader, although you can do that too. There's a lot of options in here that we don't often hear about for, for retail, for us, just regular people. Yeah, no, I appreciate I appreciate everything you just said. And it, it, it is, I think it's probably, it's probably changing a little bit when people think about what it means to, to be a trader. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what pops into people's minds, but 
Um, certainly everything that's uh, with, with new financial technology companies making things more accessible, it's, it's probably changing a little bit, but, but I, I, I really love your, your, your approach to let's really figure out what your overall goals are and why not have a portion of that, um, allocated towards, towards doing this. So this episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Yeah, and I mean, even when it comes to evidence gathering, and you're you're so right, we are on this amazing journey right now where I think more and more people are picking this idea up and saying, I can trade too. We can trade from our mobile phones now. Um, you don't have to be in front of a computer with lots of monitors, or you can choose to do that if you want. Um, but I mean, I can... I, there's a picture of me. I, I did a TED talk, and there's a photo of me where I was um, having a Starbucks. My baby, she was a baby at the time, was sleeping on me and on on my phone, trading. Nice. <laughs> like you, it just because something caught my eye, and I had a moment to look, and I'm like, oh, this looks great. And then I and went and traded it. And it was a funny photo because of the multitasking, right? So my left arm is holding a baby. In front of me is my coffee. Like, and then you're on your right phone hand. And so you can just trade with one hand. <laughs> nice. So in, 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 terms of, in terms of thinking about goal setting for this, and I, I think perhaps, perhaps a better term is, is, is what expectations are, because expectations are so important when you enter into any new endeavor, um, how much time... I, I, I guess time, attention, and, 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 and money are three things that I'm curious about, about how much of those three things, which are obviously very important, I would need to invest in order to be proficient. Yeah. So first off, I think setting expectations is absolutely important. And just like we set expectations with money, with other things, we want to the same thing with whatever you're doing with trading. Um, so you want to make those realistic um, and manageable for you to be able to achieve. And you need to think about what you just said, which is what I talk about all the time. How much time do you have? How much focus can you really give this? And how much money are you really playing with when you're trading? Um, so you got to think about when can you trade? So markets are open basically 24 hours, depending on what asset class you're trading. So the first thing I think you need to think about is what time during the day can I dedicate to understanding the markets a little bit. I'm not talking putting any money down yet. I'm just saying, you know, when can you just start watching it? Um, so for me, 11 to 12 Eastern time is my favorite time to trade. And the real reason that is, like I feel like I'm disclosing my secrets, is because when my children were born, so be I traded before I had kids, and my kids are now um, four and seven, but I traded before them. And when I had lots of time prior to children, I could, I traded whenever I felt like it because I had way more. Free sure. Time. <laughs> but, at, but 11 to 12 was when my first daughter had this fantastic nap and I had time to really just sit there. And sometimes she would sleep in my arms. So we won't get into parenting here, Right. <laughs> but she, sometimes she was asleep. I just had to make it work. And that's when I would just sit and stare at the market. And I'm like, wow, there's some great trading opportunities here. I started to see patterns evolving in that hour. So I got good at watching the market in that small time frame. So that worked for me then. When I was still learning to trade, I would trade the futures market. And I did that before I went to work. So I would get up really early in the morning. And I'd have my coffee at 6. And I'd start looking. This is Eastern 
time. And I'd start looking at what was available in the futures markets to trade. And I was really good at watching the market between um, like 6.30ish into about 8. And that was my time that I focused on. So I would say the first step is, what time during the day do you think you can focus on it? And it doesn't mean you have to do it every day. If you don't have money involved in trading yet, just start to look at some charts. When you think about trading, there's two styles of collecting evidence. Basically, you've got technical analysis and fundamental analysis. And by the way, I'm just talking very high level here. But there's probably two big camps, and those are the two big camps. So fundamental analysis is you're digging more into the company, into the background of things, and trying to put a picture together of what might happen to that stock. And then technical analysis is looking at charts. And on charts, you can look for patterns or you're looking for trend. And I think that for any trader, um, because many of us are visual learners, it is helpful to look at a chart on a, uh, to look at a stock on a chart and just start seeing how it moves and start looking to see what direction does it go, how much does it move, does it like to go all in one direction or not, just some very basic questions that you're asking about the movement of how the stock might look overall on something like a daily chart or a weekly chart. Um, so those are really good fundamental pieces. And that little chunk of information I do with my kids now, and I hope that because I've done that with them so young, as they grow up, whatever investing decisions they choose to make later on, I want them to always go back to that very, very fundamental key piece. Is the stock, one, actually moving? Does it generally move overall in the same direction? And how much does it kind of move? Those are really key, important questions, super basic. If anybody took that little chunk of information, even applied it to mutual funds they were in, and threw that up on a chart, I think it would help so many people because they would see, well, wait a minute, you know, for the last three years, this has actually moved sideways. So why am I expecting, why do I think it's going to move, you know, 100 points more? Right. I, you know, setting those expectations very realistically based on what things have happened in the past. So that's super important. Um, attention is important, just like we mentioned. How much time do you have during the day to look? And can you? Remember with trading, you don't have to have multiple screens. You can pull up on your phone one or two stocks that you want to get to know. Right? And that was a joke. I think we talked about this last time. But did we talk about this, dating your stocks? I think so. Okay. So I think that's so key, right? So pick a few. Pick a, a manageable stocks that you're interested in and just start watching them to see how much they move. Now, generally people will ask me the question, well, what stocks should I be looking at, Sarah? I don't know where to start. And I would say there's lots of different theories about which ones you should pick and why, but I would like you to think about who you are. So some people will make a decision about you know, buying a stock or buying a certain asset class because they're interested in that area or that industry. So that might be a place that you wanna start. Or you might want to throw just some charts that you hear about in the news online on the on a chart. So if you hear, you know, right now, if you're hearing about some individual stocks, like we heard about Apple with their iPhone release, like maybe you want to go start there. Don't look at a hundred stocks. Pick a handful and just start to see if any of those are are making sense to you, are are working for you. And then the third piece, which we address there, is money, right? So money is important. I think. Anybody can trade with any amount of money, but I don't think you can take $500 and make it a million dollars. I think you want to be careful of the percentage that you're trying to make on it. So I, I am not uh, certified in any way. What I'm talking about is just 
good old practical advice from somebody who's been doing it a long time. I think it's important to think about how much money do you have and what is the potential for return in terms of a percentage return as opposed to expecting a specific dollar amount, right? Mm -hmm. So if somebody invested $50 and $50 goes to $70, so to me, that's $20 you made on $50. That's fantastic. Take that and do that again rather than take $50 and sit and wait for it to become $100. Um, but that's, you know, that's my philosophy on things, is thinking what's realistic. Especially if you're starting, it feels better to have a few winning trades, even if the returns are small at the beginning, for you to build up some confidence, rather than to look for these giant returns as you're starting out. Yeah, I think that that's that's really good thinking. Is what is realistic? So how how do I figure that out? Okay, so I have this one little tool that I use that I think is quite helpful that I wanted to share with your audience today, and it's a free tool. And this is a technical indicator. Now, remember, there's lots of people that will put all sorts of different things on their charts. I'm just trying to give people, you know, what. If, if I was, you know, uh, if I had was stuck and I could only have one chart and one tool, what would I use? This would be the tool that I'd probably put on my chart. And it's called average true range. So, or ATR. So an average true range is basically this indicator that you can throw on a chart that helps you give you an idea of how much that asset price moves in a period of time. So I think the default, if you just put that on a chart, is 14 days. Um, I could be wrong. It would be depending on your broker or who you're using, but that's usually it's a 14-day simple moving average. Um, And it basically looks at how it's been moving in the last 14 days, and it gives you a number. And that number can help you determine how much does that stock generally move. And I think so that's a really helpful technical tool. So you got to combine if you combine that with the price of the stock and whether or not it trade uh, it trends you've got some three good pieces of information to start gathering your information about what you want to do so let me give you an example of why this matters so if you as an investor and let's talk just stocks i mean av- average to range by the way can work for any asset class i think it was actually um originally developed for commodity markets but all sorts of people use this for all sorts of things now. But if I have a if I'm an investor that has a smaller account, I might need to be more aware of how much the actual price of one stock is. Right? So if we have a stock that's like, you know, uh, Amazon, <laughs> you, you might not even be able to afford one stock. Right. But if you looked at other stocks that are less let's say less than $100. So let's give you like uh, AMD so AMD right now is trading at $89 and the average true range is about 350. So that's a, a un, well it's, I'd call that a cheaper stock in my opinion but it's a stock that's under 100 bucks but it moves. So that is something that I would be very interested in. Or maybe $89 stock is too expensive for you. Let's go let's go lower. Let's go to a 50 $59 stock, which is right now City is trading at $59 and its average to range is about two. So it's still moving. I want to compare that. If I have City at $59, average to range of two, if we looked at like Cisco right now, which is $45 stock, but the average to range is only 0.78. This is where it becomes really interesting. So in my opinion, 
if I have a $59 stock, but the average to range is two versus a $45 stock, average to range is less than a dollar, I'm going to choose the $59 stock if I am comparing the two of them, of which one I wanted to do. Because I like to trade things that are actually moving and, and look for the move to happen and then exit the trade. Does that kind of make sense? Or Yeah, that certainly does make sense. So the, the, the 350 example on the $89 stock, that's that, that's saying that it has a tendency over a, a, a specific amount of time to move by $3.50 away from, the, from that $89 range? Yeah, I mean, it's an average amount, so it's not okay. gonna be exact. Sure. But yeah, it likes to move around, yeah. Yeah, well, that's certainly interesting because why? If you had a, a hundred dollar stock that that just stays static, then you're not there's really not any opportunity. Right, and, so, and you'd be surprised. There's so many people just putting that on, and they'll be like, "Wow, I was in all these stocks, but the average true ranges are less than a dollar," and then I was getting frustrated that nothing was moving, you know, or vice versa. Sarah, I got into something, and the average true range was. $8 and it just blew me out right away because it went the wrong way and I don't understand why but you put the average to range on and think oh, okay maybe this stock is too volatile for me maybe it moves way too much for what I'm comfortable with with my risk so I want to move to something else the best thing about trading is there's so many choices I mean that choice can be overwhelming but looking taking a few of these tools and just kind of going back to the basics really can help you tailor a portfolio that, that you are comfortable with, things you like. Um, it, you don't have to just stick in the FANG stocks or the stocks that just the media is talking about. You know, pick some of these pieces and put them on a chart, and and you'll see it's actually it's very exciting. Yeah, I think that that is, I think that that is exciting that that there's these tools out there that exist that can help you to to go through that process of of weeding out um, stocks that probably aren't good and giving you a cautionary tale on others. Um, and certainly doing your own research and not just paying attention to what the media is saying is, is always, always a good idea. So, well, Sarah, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? My tip is evidence. You are perfectly capable of finding evidence in the market. You just need to figure out what ones, what are tools that work for you. But I want you to know that you can feel empowered and it actually is pretty amazing to trade. Remember, there is risk and reward in trading, always is, and you wanna balance those two things when you're making decisions, but find some tools that work for you to build your own trading platform. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets a come on. Come on. Sarah, thank you so much for coming back on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Please come over to youcantrade.com. Come share with us, come learn, and I look forward to chatting again. Love it. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Sarah your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to youcantrade.com. Take advantage of all the great resources that they have and the community and all the information. Thanks again, Sarah. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. <laughs>